Here's a little hymn I'm going to sing. Joyful, joyful, we adore you, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before you, opening the sun above. Melt the clouds of sin and sadness, drive the dark of doubt away. Giver of immortal gladness, fill us with the light of day. As the sun sets and you all enter Sabbath, I am breaking Sabbath. To be invited to share with my Temple Israel family is in and of itself sheer joy. I realized the other day when Rabbi Micah celebrated his birthday that he and I now share a little less than three decades of life, ministry, activism, and friendship. My understanding of Sabbath or Shabbat is grounded in the teaching of my friend and rabbi in the modern Judaism class that he taught at Memphis Theological Seminary when we first met. I am grateful to break my Sabbath with you all as you enter yours. This is sheer joy for me. I have many memories and moments with Temple Israel from looking for resources in the library to the Seder service where I brought youth from Metropolitan to share with youth from Temple and finding precious gifts in the bookstore, friendships I have made along the way. I am grateful. It's sheer joy for me. Meeting Rabbi Jeff reminded me of how many times Micah has introduced and connected me with gifted, wonderful, engaged people, how my life has been blessed by Rabbi Katie and Rabbi Bess, and now Rabbi Jeff, who is so young until I officially realize I am not. I am grateful. There is sheer joy in this moment for me. And it is on this sacred weekend that we gather to honor Dr. King and all that he meant or means to the world, as well as the celebration of the birthday of the trees. Rabbi Bess, this for me is no minor connection, not minor at all. The late Reverend Peter Spilman Rabel, social justice crusader and pastor, of Seattle, Washington's University Unitarian Church. That's a mouthful. He confirmed for me that this is not minor. His words, he said, we sit in the shade of trees we did not plant. We drink from wells we did not dig. Together, we can build across the generations. Let us pray. Creator, liberator, redeemer, sovereign and all-sufficient in the universe. In this season of great distress, unrest, uncertainty, and loss, we gather in this sacred place to pause, to take a holy, sacred pause so we can find our hope again. That same hope found in the trees around us, found in the promise that is in the renewal and the promise that even if cut down will sprout again. As we pause to reflect and honor the life of him, the one who gave us the courage to dream of justice, 
that will roll down as waters and righteousness as a mighty stream. We gather, we pause to remember that though he has fallen, though he was cut down, the tender shoots will not cease. Even as it appears that the soul of our soul of our nation has hardened and grown cold and we have grown old in the waning seasons, still we gather to remind ourselves that even in the garden of your abundance, there is life to be renewed. We listen now to hear that truth and that hope as we celebrate life and life to come. I am grateful that you hear us better than we speak and that we are all your children and we all seek your blessings. And in your holy name, we give thanks and we pray, amen. One of my all-time favorite books is The Hidden Life of Trees, written by Peter Holabin. And it beautifully describes and reveals for us what we take for granted every day that we walk out of the door. We pause and pass them as we pull out our driveways, I know I do, and we seldom pay them that much attention until they interrupt the flow of our lives. A few weeks ago, following the storms that seemed to come and go, the news reported that there were a number of folks whose utilities were interrupted because of the fallen trees. That is usually when we pay attention, when they fall and disrupt our normal flow of life. Otherwise, we take them for granted. I mean, maybe not everyone, but most of us do. It's not that we don't appreciate trees. I think I speak for most of us in saying we really do. They, they provide a lot. They provide beauty. They give home to the birds I love to feed, even the hawk that seems to be prowling my little pups in the backyard, but I digress. Even the hawk needs a place. But our author in his book helps us to see trees differently. He reveals to us that they are more than just shade and shelter, that they too have a life, that they feel and they even communicate with one another. He reminds us that if we but pause and look, we will discover the hidden truth about the trees God has created, hidden truths that offer lessons for us about our lives as well. By simply looking up, we can find a lot just in the trees. For instance, I did not realize it, but that if you are in a forest so that you're able to look up in the canopy as the trees reach to the sky, you will see that trees grow their branches out only so far. That when the tree encounters the branch tips of the neighboring tree of the same height, that it will not grow any wider because the air and the light are better in the space around where there's space between the trees. So that tree is not gonna take up extra space because it wants its neighbor to have enough. The trees are in equitable relationship with one another. You never know that when you think about the trees. They leave room for one another to grow and flourish and thrive. They are friendly with one another. Our author point, points out how a pair of trees, friendly, truly friendly trees, are careful not to grow overly thick branches in each other's direction. 
The trees don't want to take anything away from each other. And so they develop sturdy branches only at the outer edges of their crowns. Such partners are often so tightly connected that their roots are connected. And sometimes when one tree dies, the other dies with it because they are so connected. Trees teach us about birth and adolescence and maturity, about love and about loss. He says, mother trees recognize and talk to their kin, shaping future generations. Who knew it? In addition, injured trees pass their legacies on to their neighbors, affecting gene regulation and defense chemistry and resilience in the forest community. Yep. He says that we can take away any randomness when we look at trees and the beauty of God's creation. Because together, many trees create an ecosystem that moderates extremes of heat and coal, stores a great deal of water, generates a great deal of humidity, and in this protected environment, trees can live to grow very old. When you finish, I tell you, if you read his book, you will never look at the trees around you the same way. And when we take the time to celebrate them, to honor them, to plant them, we are in fact cultivating and nurturing an ecosystem that can shape and inform our lives as well. When we take the time to celebrate trees, to honor trees, to plant trees, we are celebrating, honoring, planting in our own souls reminders of the wisdom writer that, were, that offered these words. When God led Adam around the Garden of Eden, God said, look, look at my works. See how beautiful they are and how excellent. For your sake, I created them all. See to it that you do not spoil or destroy my world for if you do, there will be no, no one to repair after you. Oh, my. It would be enough if we only celebrated the trees on this day. That's enough wisdom for us to process. It really is. The reminder to honor this planet and the gifts that she offers us, that's enough right there. I could sit down now but I do think that there is more. I think what the trees offer us is also true for our lives as well, for how we are stewards not only of God's creation, but of us as creation. I think the message we find in the trees, we find also in the life of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who reminded us, like the trees, that we too are connected. Like the trees, he reminds us that we are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied to a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all of us indirectly. That's like the trees. Through his life and legacy, he urged us to be aware of those around us, to care for those less than us, to not selfishly grow and outgrow where we exclude others. Yep, the trees teach us what Dr. King taught us. An individual has not started living 
until he can rise above the narrow confines of his individualistic border and broader concerns rise up for all humanity. Yeah, like all of God's creation, Dr. King lived, moved, and had his being, reaching, striving, growing, expanding, deepening the roots of his nation so that we might lean toward justice and mercy and away from hate and the isms that plague us. The psalmist says, though its roots grow old in the earth and its stump dies in the ground, still alive, Dr. King would be 93 years old. He has been gone longer than he was with us. But the psalmist does not stop there. The psalmist goes on to say, yet at the scent of water, it will bud and put forth branches like a young plant. Job understood this when he said it, yet at the scent of water, at the scent of water, even with all that Job had experienced, with all of the dismay, with all of the destruction, with, at the scent of water, it will bud and put forth branches like a young plant. Even on January 6th, when we wondered if our whole nation had come unhinged, I hear these words, yet at the scent of water, it will bud and put forth branches for a young plant. That's how I view Amanda Gorman, who reminds us, if we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy. Ah, yes. Yes, the root may fall, but the roots go down. The stump is there, and it may appear to have no more life, but at the scent of water, Oh yeah, young on, on environmentalist and activist, Leah Thomas, who is committed to dismantling systems of oppression in the environmental movement, reminds us that all you need is a scent and what looked like it had fallen will bring forth life again. Malala Yousafis, fighting for women's and girls' educations, reminds us that what looks like it's over still brings forth life. In them, I see the scent of water and the bud of new activism, of new hope, of new vision, of new life. When I see Hymena and the Micah Youth Council, I see the continuation of the legacy of a tree that still bears fruit in its season. Justin Pearson fighting for the pipeline so that we would have safe water in Memphis for all. I see the scent of water restoring and renewing. That brings me joy. I hope on this day that it brings you joy as well. All your works with joy surround you. Earth and heaven reflect your rays. Stars and angels sing around you, center of unbroken praise. Field and forest, vale and mountain, flowering meadows, flashing sea. Chanting bird and flowing fountain, praise you for eternity.